Hey there, this is Brian. I'm the host of the Engaging Missions show. If you've found this show for the first time, I did want to take a second to let you know that this show is not currently in production. You're certainly welcome to check out all of the archives, but we don't have new episodes coming out at the moment. However, I did want to take a second to highlight one of the sponsors that sponsored the show a while ago. They're not currently sponsoring the show, but if you're looking for a place to invest in the kingdom, I'd recommend checking out Mega Voice Audio Bibles. You can find them at megavoice.com, or you'll find a link in the show notes. And I would encourage you to just check that out and see if maybe that's a fit for your giving. There's no compensation here or anything like that. I just wanted to highlight them. And with that, I'll get you back into the regular program. This is the Engaging Missions Show, Episode 270. Today we're going to be talking with Brielle Jetland about faith and grace when walking through new things. It has been a journey of just trusting God for each step. He has revealed each step to me. He's gotten me through each step. Welcome to the Engaging Missions Show, where we are bringing missions home. Here's your host, Brian Ensminger. Thanks so much for stopping by and welcome to the show. Our goal is to equip, challenge, and inspire you to connect, care, give, and go. Today we're going to be walking through the process of getting started as a missionary with somebody who's intimately connected with that process because they're going through it right now. We're going to meet somebody who's been working behind the scenes to help me make the show better. And I'm going to have for you a question of the week. I'm going to have an opportunity for you to kind of join into the conversation. Before we get into our featured segment, I'd like to say a quick thank you to our sponsor, Love Never Fails International. Love Never Fails International is a Christian organization on a mission to break poverty over the children of India through community outreach centers, education, feeding, clothes, health care, mentorship, and the gospel of Jesus Christ. Do you have a desire for missions but find yourself in a place where you're unable to go? Child Sponsorship is a way for you to have a significant impact without ever leaving the country. When you sponsor a child, you'll provide a plethora of resources for children in need. Signing up is easy. First, select a child. Second, commit to $39 a month. And third, grow with your child, feeling more fulfilled in life. There's no long-term commitment, and you can cancel at any time. Would you pray today about sponsoring a child in India with Love Never Fails International and Help a Child? If you'd like more information about what God's doing, or if you're ready to sponsor a child, head on over to engagingmissions.com love and click on Sponsor a Child. Thanks again to Love Never Failed International for their sponsorship of the Engaging Mission. Show. All right, today we have with us Brielle Jetland. She's a recent graduate of Trinity Bible College and Graduate School. She's an aspiring missionary, and her heart is to see Jesus lifted high among the nations. Brielle, welcome to the show. Thank you, Brian. It's really good to be here. Oh, I'm so enjoying this. I've really been looking forward to this ever since we met this last summer. I'm wondering, though, as we get started, you're an aspiring missionary. What exactly does that mean? Right now, I'm not in the mission field, but God has placed a passion inside of me to go and reach unreached people groups. So I am working towards that. That is my dreams, and that is my goal to do that. So that's what I mean by that. (laughs) Okay, yeah. And so I'm assuming that there's a process to get you ready and Mm -hmm. to get things taken care of. What Mm -hmm. does that process look like, and where are you in that right now? I am in the process of um, working towards being a missionary associate, 
And my plans are actually a little different than I originally thought because after graduation, I had plans to like go back home and work and just pay off as much debt as I could and then fill out that application and get started. And then I started applying for job after job at home and nothing was opening up. And I was like, what are you doing? And then I had a conversation with my good friend um, who worked at well, who did her internship at Bethel Church in Rapid City. And she was telling me that they had a job opening and I just somehow ended up applying. And now I work and live in Rapid City at Bethel Church, which was not part of my plan, but I definitely know it's been part of God's plan. And I think he has me here right now for this season of my life, whether just to get experience living on my own before I go and do that in another country and more life experience and ministry and behind the scenes and all that. Yeah, I'm in this season and then probably I don't know how long it will last in the next year and a half or two years or at some point he'll give me the go ahead and I'll fill out that application and I'll officially start the process of being a missionary associate. <laughs> and are are we able to talk about the organization that you'll be working with? Yeah, I'll be working with AGWM Mission Organization because I grew up to that denomination, and that's what Trinity was affiliated, and that's what I'm most comfortable with, or that's what I know. That's what I grew up with. (laughs) Sure, sure. And so I'm not terribly familiar with the process as far as how it flows. Uh, A missionary associate, are there different levels or different stages that you go through? What does that look like? There is, because missionary associate is not in the AGWM organization To be an actual missionary would be four years on the field, and then you go and fundraise for a year. But missionary associate, it's two years on the field. So it's not like you're doing the full four years. It's more to get your feet in the water and figure out if this is something you really want to do or not. And so that's why I chose to go that path. And that's what they usually have most people starting out with. Okay. Yeah. And so where and when then did this missionary journey start for you? Yeah, it started back when I was 17, actually. I was on a short-term mission trip to El Salvador with the AIM trip. They go to King's Castle, and I was a part of that. And it was actually the very last night. And the speaker, or the missionary there, he was just calling forth like people who were going to answer the call to be the next generation of going into uh, missions and at that point, like I had such a pounding in my heart, like I could not shake it. And I was like, oh my gosh, I think this is what I'm supposed to do with my life. Before that, I didn't actually really like see a purpose to my life. I wasn't sure about that. Never had that. And that was the moment I knew like God's calling me into missions. And from there, I knew I was supposed to go to Trinity Bible College to receive my training. And learn how to do that more, (laughs) preparing myself for the future. And it's been a journey ever since that day. I I would imagine so. And I'm I'm wondering that that first night when you felt that call, there was that burning desire, that pounding in your heart. Was there any fear? Was it just joy and anticipation? What, What was that response like for you? I was weeping. (laughs) Okay. I was just crying so much. And it wasn't fear at that moment. It was just so much joy mixed in with like passion. Like, I know this is what God has for me. I just knew, but I knew. And I was waiting for that my whole life to find out 
where God had me, what I was supposed to do with my life. And I knew, wow, this is him revealing himself and his will to me in this moment. And that's all I knew for that moment. I was really excited afterwards to tell my friends, to tell my family. It was just like a new beginning. (laughs) And so did that joy then carry through every day since then? Nope, it's definitely been different. <laughs> there actually has been fear many times, especially being at college. And I know people have asked me like, oh, what are you doing like with your life? I'm like, I'm going to be a missionary. And they're like, <laughs> oh, sometimes that's the reaction I get like, okay, like good for you. Like maybe not. Like <laughs> I've had a lot of people been like, it's really hard. I'm like, yeah, I know. <laughs> like it's really terrifying, especially for me, the thought of going around and itinerating because my personality is a little more on the shyer side, but it has been a journey of just trusting God for each step. He has revealed each step to me. He's gotten me through each step each time. And I know that he's been faithful and it has been a process of trusting him and his faithfulness in my life and to keep moving forward, even when it feels scary sometimes. Yeah. So so let's, let's talk about that fear a little bit, because you mentioned how God has helped you walk through this and who's really seen you through this. Can you think of a story or an experience where God really showed up when you were dealing with some fear and he helped you walk through that? Yes. (laughs) My internship would be one of them because for my ITCS major and every ITS major has Uh, to do... What is that major? Intercultural studies. It's missions, basically. They just give it that name. Sure. (laughs) I have to do an internship. So I had to do one last year for six to eight weeks in another country. And I chose a country kind of in the Europe region and a really far away (laughs) and it was really like really really scary like thinking about just going there and I had to raise the money and I had to fill out the application and it was a really stressful time in my life and I had a lot of fear that I wouldn't even be able to get there not even have money to buy the plane ticket and I remember going back home actually from college yes school had ended and I still had to do my internship that summer And I just was talking to someone at my church and they were asking me about my internship and how fundraising was going. And I was like, you know, it could be better. And then (laughs) they wrote me out a check for like a thousand dollars. Like really? Yeah. And so I was astounded, like God provided that way. And I could tell, okay, God, you're obviously in this. And then Throughout that whole journey, he was providing for my internship. And then when it actually came to my internship, I was scared to fly across. You know, it was a long trip and I had so much nerves, but everything went fine. Like it went better than I could have ever imagined. I got through security at every checkpoint with no problems. It went exceedingly well. And I could tell, all right, like, God, you're faithful to get me there. And then he was faithful to get me safely home. And I could just tell he was in the entire process. And yeah. Yeah. I guess before we go any further, I should probably mention this. Some of the places that Brielle has been are places where access is a little bit creative and that security is a bit of a concern. So we're not talking about specific places here. So she's not being coy. This is actually for security reasons. (laughs) And Brielle, just one of the things that I find in my life is that I see God's faithfulness, but then when there comes a reason to potentially have fear or a new thing to step into, I find that I forget. How do you keep that in front and remember that God has taken care of stuff in the past? 
I like to keep a journal and that has helped me immensely. And what's really special to me is I have a journal of the night when God called me to missions. And sometimes I can look back on that and I'll start like almost getting tears all over again because it's I'm reminded, yes, I'm supposed to do this. And I kept a journal during my internship and can look back and see all the times that he's worked and even through my prayers that I've written throughout the journal and everything. It's, it's really cool. It's a really good way to remember God's faithfulness in my life. And as part of your schooling, you you spent some time having some internships what other things have prepared you for what you've done so far? In our missions department, it was really good um, for preparing us just even on the practical side and the learning side, learning about other cultures and my own culture and how those two are different and yeah. how it will be different going to another culture. Yeah, I had a missions professor who did a really good job with that he would try to do some cross-cultural simulations even with like mm. games or activities. And I thought that was really neat. I have been to a few other countries. I went on a trip my sophomore year to Spain wow. with the Red Box. So that was really awesome. I went to Chile briefly, but that was not, that was more for another thing. But yeah, <laughs> it's been to, to several countries and that's helped too. So That's interesting. Jacob Bach was actually a guest on the show probably about two years ago. So I'm a little bit familiar with On the Red Box. So mm -hmm. It's great to hear that coming back up. As you look forward toward the, the missionary call that you feel right now, over the next few months or the next few years, what do you expect to see happen? I mean, I expect to see that God's going to work. He's going to give me his go-ahead and his timing. And that when that happens... I just know I'm going to be still scared at first with the process and everything, but just even hearing stories from other missionaries, they've talked about how God's just showed up with his provision and faithfulness. And I know, okay, if you've done that for them and you're calling me, then I expect that he's going to do that for me because he's God and he'll do what he wants. <laughs> what are you, what are you believing God for? I'm believing God for the next steps. It's always been one step at a time, and I'm believing that He will always get me to where I'm supposed to be. I have believed Him for this season, and I'm believing Him for the next seasons of my life. And I hope as I go and itinerate and fundraise that it won't be something that's just going to be, you know, about me and like my mission. I hope it's about. God getting glory and that other people will start to get passionate about it. I want to share my passion with other people. I want to be someone who can encourage others to in some way get involved in missions, whether that is giving, whether that is praying, because that is so important. Or if they are going, I want to be an encouragement to them that I'm still scared sometimes and I'm doing this because of God. Then I hope that you will find that you're able to do that too as you trust him. Yeah. A lot of people, I think, might see what you're planning to do, going overseas to somewhere, an undisclosed location, different culture, learning a language, giving up your home, moving away from parents. A lot of people might see that kind of thing as a sacrifice. What's your perspective? How do you see that? I don't see it as a sacrifice. I just see it as being obedient to Jesus. And I think that should be the calling of every Christian is just 
obedience to Jesus wherever he leads. And in my life, it just looks like going over to another country. And the way God has made me as a person, I don't need a lot to be happy. I'm usually content in almost a lot of situations. I was super content overseas during my internship. I was really, yeah, I felt like super fulfilled. And I know there's going to be like times when it's not like that because you go through cross like cultural shock and all those. But I also know it's it's one of the most fulfilling things that I have ever done when I'm over though, like they're doing that. So I see that as God just like fulfilling those um, dreams and desires that he's put inside in me. As you think about that, because you mentioned the culture shock, are you doing anything right now to help prepare yourself for that mentally? I, I know that when it really happens, it's going to be different than trying to prepare yourself. But do, do you do anything now to think through that and try and prepare? Yeah, uh, just try to keep up reading different books. Um, right now I'm reading Across the Street and Around the World. And it's really good, like giving tools on ways to like stay engaged with missions wherever you're at. And I go through the Live Dead prayer journals and it keeps my passion for unreached people alive, like praying for them daily, even with the, there's a Joshua Project Prayer app too. That's really mm-hmm. good. And I would suggest that for other people, you just download it on your phone and helps. <laughs> yeah, cool. And you've mentioned this a couple times now, this, this heart for unreached, for people who have little or no access to the gospel. And, and I think that what I remember you emailing back and forth about was that you, you have a heart really to see the church collectively involved in reaching the unreached. What does something like that look like in your mind? It just looks like the church being supportive of missionaries who are doing that and encouraging more missionaries to go out. I feel like sometimes there is this focus on just the church and the people inside of it. And not that that's a completely bad thing, but we need to look outside our doors. We need to look outside to a bigger vision for the world because just reading through the Bible, God's heart is for the nations. It's for all people to come and worship him. And I want the church to catch that passion, to catch that vision and in some way to be a part and start being able to send people, send more people even, get more laborers in the field, encourage more people to go. One one of the ways I often see churches involved is in financially or in prayer. Are there other ways that we can catch the vision and become part of what God's doing to reach people outside our borders? Yeah, I think even having small groups, you know, talking about it, uh, having like a Sunday school teaching on missions or doing a teaching on missions in small groups is really important just to have those conversations and be talking about it with people. Sermons on those would be good as well on missions too. I did do like a whole research thing on UPGs for one of my classes and I had other ways, but I'm completely drawing blanks right now. (laughs) Oh, wow. Okay. One of the things when we were emailing back and forth, you mentioned that you you really want to see the church pouring into the next generation for kingdom growth. Can you share a little bit more about your heart for that? I think the younger generation, they're the generation that's going to carry, you know, the kingdom work forth. And I think one thing that totally signifies my generation and even the generations younger than us is we want mentorship 
we want to make those one-on-one connections with people. And I even wrote a paper for a website that talks about why millennials would want like someone to mentor them. And that is one way to like pour into the next generation because we're going to learn from people's life experience. We're going to see how God has worked in lives of those of people older than us. And I think it would be really encouraging and something that's going to help push forth us to do the things for the kingdom. Because what I'm also finding is there is a lot of fear in my generation, I think, as well, just fear for missions or, you know, stepping out and doing what God has called us to do. And I think um, having older people pouring into us and sharing their stories helps a lot with that and is such an encouragement. It is to me, (laughs) for sure. So as one of those admittedly older guys (laughs) at this point, (laughs) I'm wondering, you know, you're a millennial, I assume, looking at you. So from your perspective, what are some of the ways that we're missing it and we're failing to pass on our faith in in a good way? Yeah, what I'm seeing is that there's a there's a communication gap or there's just something lacking between the generations that we split up. We have stuff for young people and stuff for middle-aged people and older people, but I think it'd be good just to have some intermingling and have conversations with people of, you know, another generation. And it takes both sides though, obviously, because sometimes, you know, the young people may think that, oh, you're just trying to the older people are just trying to suck out our fun or whatever. And that's not the case. And the older people are like, oh, these millennials, they don't want to work hard or do anything. And that's also not the case. So it just has to be like a mutual understanding between the two. And if those relationships can be built, I think it would be a really beautiful thing. Yeah. So have you seen any, any examples of that being done well? At my college, at Trinity Bible College, That was one of the greatest examples to me because we have professors and they care so much about the students and they do provide access for one-on-one mentoring, but also there would be times when they just would come and eat lunch with us and just have conversations with us. And I would have tea time with a few of my professors every Friday. And that was honestly one of my most uh, cherished and favorite times at college is just going every Friday to my professor's office and having tea with him and some other students. A couple of questions as we kind of draw this to a close. If we were able to take just one thing away from this conversation today for our listeners, what would that one thing that you would hope we walk away with be? I would hope that each and every person would walk away with a sense of knowing God's faithfulness to their own life and how God's going to work to give himself glory and that if God's calling you to do something, don't be afraid of that. Even if it does seem daunting to just keep moving forward, to keep trusting God for what he has for your life. If he's been faithful in the past seasons, he's going to keep being faithful in the present and in the future. And then the last question, how can we best pray for you? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, You can just pray for the application process when that happens to go smoothly and for itineration and fundraising to go exceedingly (laughs) wonderfully well, because that is honestly one of the scariest parts to me. But I do know that God's in this and I am excited to see what he's going to do. And I appreciate your prayers.
Yeah. So for those that are listening, I would like to encourage you right now, go ahead and pause the recording and take a minute to pray for Brielle and the the process that she's going through, that God would guide her through all of that and that he would provide everything that she needs at exactly the right time. Brielle, I want to say a huge thank you to you for being here. It's been great to reconnect with you, to hear so much more about what God's done in your in your life and to hear what your what your heart is. So thank you. One of the things that I marvel at is Brielle's willingness to continue stepping forward in the face of fear and uncertainty. While I know that she's not alone in that, I think of where I was at her age and what I was like, and I'm pretty sure that I couldn't have done what she's doing. I guess it's a good thing that God didn't call me to that. And maybe you're thinking about that kind of thing right now as well. I think that the reason God didn't equip me for that, but is equipping people like Brielle, is because... I'm not called to do that. And if you're struggling with the same kinds of feelings, I'd suggest that maybe you spend a little bit of time with God to ask him whether he's stretching you and calling you further, or if that's just condemnation trying to get you down. I can't answer that for you, but I know who can, and I'd encourage you to do that. I have for you a question of the week. I would love to hear from you. One of the things that I asked Brielle was about a time when God was really walking her through a season of fear and uncertainty. And I'm wondering about you. Has God ever done that for you? And if so, are you willing to share your experience with us? I'd love it if you would join the conversation on Facebook. There's a link in the episode notes where you can share your story in the comments and we can all learn from and encourage and support each other and see what God's done in our lives. I'd really love to connect with you that way, to hear from you and to know more about you. The question of the week is, can you tell us about a time when God walked you through a season of fear and uncertainty? A couple of months ago, I put out a call to you, to our listeners, to ask if anybody wanted to help with some administrative tasks, some things like guest research and so on. And Claire Carr reached out to me and she started doing just that. In fact, some of the questions and topics that I discussed with Brielle were probably because of some of the work that Claire did. And I want to take just a couple minutes to do a quick introduction so that we could all get to know a little bit more about Claire. In addition to the work that she's doing with me for Engaging Missions, you can also find her at clairecarcoaching.com. We'll have that linked up for you in the show notes as well. So Claire, welcome. Thank you for having me. It's an honor to be here. Oh, thanks. It's it's great to have you here. And I'm, I'm so glad that you're involved and, frankly, that you're willing to put up with me. So I, I appreciate that quite a bit. I'd like for us to get you to know you a little bit. And I'm wondering, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and about your family? Yes, I'd be happy to. I live in Mississippi. I've been here my entire life. I am married to the most wonderful man. And we have eight children together, two dogs and a cat. And that's just life for us. Wow. Eight kids and two dogs. That That's still, that's, that astounds me. That's that's great to hear. I'm wondering, you know, you, you reached out to me because you had found the Engaging Missions show and you heard that call for some, some assistance. And I'm wondering, what was it that sparked your interest in finding podcasts about missions? Well, on Wednesday mornings at our church, we have a prayer meeting and we were going in the big prayer meeting was gauged towards missions and, you know, pray for missions. And I was talking to the Holy Spirit. I was like, well, Lord, I mean, I don't know what to pray for other than help people find you. You know how I wanted to find a place to direct my prayers. 
And so he kind of put it on my heart to start looking up podcasts on that because you don't know what to pray for other countries if you don't know what's going on in other countries. Hmm. And so through this, I found Engage in Missions literally through a Google search. And that's how I found you and started listening. Wow. I'm so glad that we connected. One other thing I wanted to make sure that we did because you do stuff other than what you're doing with Engaging Missions, is take a little bit of time to talk about the work and the coaching that you're doing. Can you share a little bit about that? Yes, I'd be happy to. I'm actually a certified health and life coach, and I work with people who might struggle to set or obtain the goals, you know, just due to a demanding life, to the busyness that happens in the day-to-day. And I help them kind of get in tune with themselves, break through mindsets that might be holding them back or you know, help them discover what gives them energy and clarity for their future so that they can start living the abundant life that they were called to live in. And that's at clairecarcoaching.com and Claire is C-L-A-R-E. Is that the best place for people to connect with you? Yes. And then my email is the same thing, clairecarcoaching at gmail.com. Excellent. Well, Claire, thanks so much for taking a minute to just hop on and let us get to know you. I really appreciate this and also the work that you've done. It's really helped me and I really appreciate your perspective. So thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. Huge thank you one more time to Brielle Jetland for being with us and also to you for joining us. Show notes are available at engagingmissions.com slash Brielle Jetland. That's B-R-I-E-L-K-J-E-T-L-A-N-D. Engagingmissions.com slash Brielle Jetland. Or if you're listening in your favorite podcast app, just tap or swipe or click so that you can get right there. You're going to want to visit those show notes. That's where you can connect with Brielle. That's where you can connect with Claire, as well as any of the resources that we talked about right there in the episode notes. Make sure that you come back in a couple of weeks. We're going to be hearing from Douglas Search about the power of God's word and some of the really incredible things that God has Douglas doing. And then in a few more weeks, we're also going to be talking about Christian missions throughout history. We'll be talking with Ed Smither, who quite literally wrote the book or wrote a book on this. And it's a really powerful discussion. If you want to make sure that you don't miss that, subscribe to the show by visiting engagingmissions.com slash subscribe so that you never miss an episode. And if you have any feedback or suggestions for the show, please email those to me at feedback at engagingmissions.com. Well, welcome to the bonus track. I tried this last time, and I'm interested to know if you like this kind of thing. But anyway, this is just a a chance for me to connect with you. If this is something that doesn't interest you, just skip this and go right on. So as I'm recording this, we are a couple of days, my family is a couple of days away from taking some family time. My kids will be on break, and so we'll be doing this through the magic of production processes. This will come out after that's done. But that's what's going on as I'm recording this. And I'm in the process of working ahead to make sure that I'm... 
I'm caught up and ahead, if possible, on the editing for client shows that I do, so I don't have any deadlines to worry about while we're out of town, things like that. Uh, and also because <laughs> I'm not quite sure what internet connection I'm going to have while we're traveling, so I'm getting that stuff kind of ready. Last time we talked, I shared that we're thinking about moving my son's room. He currently has the smallest room, smallest bedroom in the house, and we're going to move him to a larger bedroom, but that's connected to where my the closet where my studio currently is. So he's planning how he wants his room to be painted and decorated, and we're picking out rugs and some stuff like that. And I'm working on how I might treat the room that used to be his to make it into a combination of a studio and an office, as well as being able to convert it to a guest room for when we have family or guests in town. And I want to make sure that I do a good job. I don't want to spend a bunch of money. So I'm looking at some ideas that I can use to deaden the room. For example, tonight, as I'm recording this, I went and got a small rug that will help deaden the room because it's got wooden floors right now and flat walls that are mostly parallel. So that'll help a little bit. I'll probably use some moving blankets on the walls, at least for a while to deaden the sound because I want it to, to sound better. And then also I'm a little bit concerned. I was checking it out the other day and I can, I can hear the forced air, air conditioning or heat in the, in that room in my closet. I couldn't hear any of that. So I'm a little bit concerned about how I'll manage that. Hopefully it won't be that bad, but those are some things that I'm working through because I want to make sure that I deliver a show that sounds great for you. And then I've also been busily putting together some lists of podcasts on Podchaser. This is kind of like the IMDB for podcasts, and they've recently launched some new features. There are several different websites that do this kind of thing, but Podchaser seems to be pulling ahead of the pack. And I'm also part of a few online communities of podcasters that I think might benefit from a little exposure for the shows that we produce. So I'm trying to put together some lists to help us connect and to to share what we do and get a little bit of a wider audience. I want to see more people succeeding. One of the lists that I put together is for shows focused specifically on missions and church planting. I'm going to drop a link in the episode notes so that you can check that out if you're interested. There's uh, quite a number of podcasts on there that are focused on missions and church planting. It's a bit of a curated list. It's certainly not exhaustive. In fact, if you know of a list that should be on there, or if you're a podcaster and you think that there should be something that listed there that's not definitely let me know. Uh, and also, one of the other shows I did, I did a quick episode about Podchaser. That that show is 1,000 Podcasters, and I covered nine of the things that podcasters should do to take advantage of podca- Podchaser. If you're a podcaster, I'd recommend that you check that out at toptieraudio.com slash 51. Link in the episode notes so that you can check that out. And whether you are or not, if you're interested in missions and church planting and you're looking for some additional podcasts, definitely check out that link in the episode notes notes and you'll find a number of great other shows of that entire list that I've got linked up there. Only two of those shows are shows that I've not checked out personally. All the rest of them I've definitely checked out and I think they're great and worth checking out. So go ahead and do that right there. One more time, if you like this kind of thing, definitely let me know. I want to hear from you to know that it's valuable. If you hate it, let me know that as well and I won't waste your time anymore. And with that, I'm going to go ahead and drop off. I've got some editing to do and I look forward to connecting with you in a couple of weeks.